0: Happy Friday! And
1: our final episode of
0: 2017. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily.
1: And let's take a look at some of the heavy stuff from
0: 2017.
1: It feels in a way that there is kind of, I wouldn't say a backlash, but a sort of a response to the uh, the sort of streamlining of games so that those who really do want to dig deep and play something really immersive and really involved um, are digging deeper than ever before. Um, unquestionably, Gloomhaven is the biggest, most ambitious game
0: mm-hmm. that we've seen. And I mean, Gloomhaven is only one of many legacy games that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Seafall is another one. Uh, seventh Continent, Charter right? Stone. Charterstone.
1: Pandemic Legacy Season 2, Yeah, course. but I
0: mean, I, I, I want to keep those separate from Pandemic Legacy for a reason, and that's really, this year is when we started seeing <laughs> legacy games come out that didn't have the sort of the weight of a pre-existing franchise to throw behind them, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Frisk Legacy came out, like, a little while ago, and then, like, Pandemic Legacy, like, was it 2015 or 2016, the first season?
1: Uh, I think it was 2015.
0: 2015. Yeah, like, 2015, late 2015, yeah. yeah. Um, and those were not to say, like, safe bets, but they were games that were functionally just different versions sure. of games that were already known to be incredibly popular and incredibly loved. They were loved. Yeah, so...
1: they had a built-in audience mm-hmm.
0: for So this year, like, the, the advent of all these legacy games that really do just stand alone in both theme and in style is very, very interesting because that really, I think, cements this as, like, a real and true genre in and of itself, you know? Very it's nice. not just legacy games uh, exist as uh, alternate versions of pre-existing games, they can and do stand on their own.
1: They absolutely have arrived, and I believe there are a lot more in the pipeline. Wow! Oh, yeah. As big as it's been this year, I think 2018 is going to be massive for legacy Huge. Th- games. Huge. And uh, the sheer commitment that's necessary to do this. I mean, Gloomhaven, to play through the entire campaign... You're looking at at least a hundred hours.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, this is this it's not is not short. It's very much a lifestyle game. It's something mm-hmm. that if you're committing to this, you're going to be playing it a lot. This might be you know, your game, and yes, it's expensive, but considering that that's your entertainment budget for a year,
0: yeah, maybe even more. I mean, like we know how difficult it is to corral people to mm-hmm. get together for anything, but for like sure. trying to get the same people to get together. Like, it's sometimes impossible, right?
1: One of the things they did with Gloomhaven is that it's actually possible to have a session with fewer people mm-hmm. in it.
0: And I think that's probably in response to the pre-existing Legacy games and that Wouldn't whole pain of, you know, well, I love Pandemic Legacy and it's we've been having a really great time, but the past six weeks someone has been unable to make it, so it's Ugh. been six weeks since we've played it and now I can't remember what's going on and everything's terrible. So having the ability, option to not always necessarily have everybody there is very clearly designed and specifically by someone that has had that mm-hmm. happen to them in their playing of other legacy games.
1: Charterstone also features a refinement on one of the early complaints about legacy games. And that is that you can buy a, um, a refresh pack, mm-hmm. which features only those components which would have gotten destroyed in your first playthrough so you can play the whole thing from scratch a second time and not have to buy an entirely new copy of the game
0: Really good. That's it's, a really good thing to do. It's quite neat.
1: It's quite smart, mm-hmm.
0: especially um, because so many legacy games have so many different possible outcomes to each choice you make. You know, mm-hmm. like if you win one game versus lose another, like it can be a dramatically different game. And for people that are very thorough, like that, and really enjoy exploring every single nook and cranny of a game, you know, like the people that play through games like Time Stories two or three times to try to get the full full story. That's perfect, you know? It is. It's perfect for them.
1: And um, seeing... I think playing through Charterstone twice and seeing how those two worlds ended up so differently mm-hmm. is also going to be a big part of the entertainment for those who choose to do it. It's like, wow, this here we are, we are one time, and here is something that's so different, mm-hmm. even though we're playing the same game.
0: And it really shows it really will, it would allow like a player to really appreciate the game design a little bit more you know somebody that might, that might not necessarily mm-hmm. um be as familiar with like game design and all that stuff but even like someone like me like i feel that i can play a well-designed game like Charterstone stone and appreciate it but i can play it twice and see how much more room there was mm-hmm. in the game than i thought gone the first time through and really sort of like get the work put in yeah designing more. a good
1: game is hard designing a good legacy game is incredibly hard mm-hmm. and that I think really will give uh, a sort of perspective on just how much goes into it mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool uh, obviously Pandemic Legacy Season 2 is a huge deal yeah. and one of the things that I appreciate about what I've seen this is spoiler free is the effort that they went to to make this different
0: mm-hmm. from
1: season one.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and you can see this on the back of the box. This is not a spoiler. Uh, rather than giving you the entire world, they just give you the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. and the eastern coast of North and South America and the western coast of Europe and Africa, and that's it.
0: That's and, excellent. And you
1: have to gradually grow outwards from there and uh, to discover you know, what's going on on the other side of the world. Really, really cool. In addition to that, we've also seen a resurgence of some of the original gigantic games. Mm -hmm. Fantasy Flight is one of those publishers that's kind of synonymous with gigantic games. And that's because of a game called Twilight Imperium. Yep. Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition was that gigantic coffin-sized box.
0: Yeah, with like the the space lions on it. Space lion on the cover, yep,
1: that's the one. Mm -hmm. And um, it was such a sprawling, ridiculous...
0: Huge Game. and so long and so many moving parts,
1: and that for the people who love it is exactly the appeal. Mm-hmm. And um, we've we we saw fourth edition of Twilight Imperium this year, mm-hmm. which I'm, certainly I didn't see that coming. It was it's been as far as I can tell so far it's been getting sort of a moderate reception. Everybody agrees that yes, it's better than third edition, but in 12 years I mean it it wasn't as audacious as like pandemic season Mm 2 where they really went to an effort to make this feel Mm -hmm. different whereas uh uh, Ti fourth edition seems like more of a a, a, a subtle iterative sort of change.
0: But so maybe that's what they were looking for, right? I mean, that's maybe the, so. that's the thing with reprint like second or third or fourth editions of games that are immensely successful in and mm-hmm. of themselves, and that are still in print because, like, for like Twilight third edition, what Twilight Imperium third edition wasn't in print for quite a while, wasn't it?
1: it well, obviously, it's been twelve years, yeah. and you can still find it yeah. In stores. Yeah. So
0: when you're making the, when they made the fourth version, I mean, it was obvious that. Someone in production probably just wanted to iron out a few kinks and a few personal problems that they had with the third edition. There's something to you be know? said
1: for not fixing what ain't broke. I mm-hmm. mean, even after 12 years, the game mm-hmm. still has such a loyal following. Yeah, that you you wouldn't want to annoy those people too much.
0: Yeah, but then that's it's just you know people don't always necessarily know what to expect when you're getting a reprint of something. You know, you mm-hmm. can get games that differ so much from. The original versions or the previous editions, and some people love it and some people hate it. You know, there are things like um, one that I've played recently is like Mansions of Madness. Like the difference between first and second edition Mansions of Madness is huge, Huge huge, 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 huge differences. And some people probably don't like that. Some people probably just wanted second edition of Mansions of Madness to be. Mansions of Madness, first edition, available again with some nicer art, you know, maybe better components, maybe with some rules, ironed, like kinks ironed out. I don't know. I think that
1: uh, first edition didn't do as well as they hoped it would, and some of the Mm -hmm. problems... That people had with it were solved quite mm-hmm. readily with the with uh, the with the app. With, with the app the oh, I, I
0: absolutely agree. But you know, some people just want more of the same thing. They want better. They want just like shinier versions of the same thing. You know, you get re-editions of games that are almost ex- incre- exactly identical, except with like yeah, like better components.
1: That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, a, del- a deluxe edition of a game that you mm-hmm. love can be a really nice thing yeah. to have.
0: I think that the problem is that a lot of people are presenting what is functionally a deluxe edition. That's a great word for it, which exists in the real world. I just hadn't thought of it right now. Um, it's it's the, that subtlety between like deluxe edition and new edition. Right. And they're always, there isn't always a very clean line drawn there. You know, like some people like, you know, promote something as being, you know, a fourth or a fifth or a third or whatever, a new edition of something, and it's really just a deluxe edition, you know? So, that can, I can understand why some people would be, like, confused or upset or disappointed when they spend a lot of money, because, you know, Twilight Imperium is not a cheap game. Like you said, it's a box the size of a coffin, you know? If you, if you own Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition, and then you want to see what's new and exciting and different and amazing about the 4th Edition, you you're dropping like over a hundred dollars on it and then if you crack open the box and it's nearly exactly the same you're going to be disappointed
1: i don't know either of these games well enough to be able to properly judge
0: oh me neither this this,
1: this is all based on (laughs) what i've been hearing from (laughs) Mm -hmm. fans yep another example of a case where they've taken something that was huge and brought it to a different level remember the firefly game yeah, this, this, That was a really classic case of a massive, sprawling, epic, hours-long... That didn't
0: really have any sort of substance thing. to it, I found. Uh,
1: it, it, it had the kind of substance that a lot of people enjoyed, but it still left people, quite a few of them feeling kind of unsatisfied, mm-hmm. especially without the expansion sets, which make it still larger. Yeah. But uh, one take on that that we saw in 2017 was Wasteland Delivery Express. This was a game that's basically Firefly... In Mad Max Fury Roadland.
0: Oh my god. So, like, cobbled together spaceships with flamethrowers and men strapped to the front of it in spacesuits playing guitars.
1: Giant trucks in the outback with guns strapped to them and spikes and stuff. I was hoping it was like. Pick up and deliver missions in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. See,
0: I was hoping it was Mad Max in space with like some like really wacky, spiky spaceships and some like really steampunk.
1: You're thinking of Warhammer, I think. Oh yeah. 40K. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it, it's 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 an earthbound game, but um, it really does get a lot of what made Firefly fun—the whole pick up and deliver thing. We're gonna, um, you know, we're we're in a dangerous world, and we're going to do these missions and sort of have our own way. We've got our own sort of fleet of trucks, mm-hmm. and we're going to go through these places and make our way in the world, doing missions and stuff. Um, it's it's a big game. It's a sprawling game. But it's less difficult to handle than mm-hmm, Firefly. Mm-hmm. And the theme is also a nice, sort of refreshing thing. So that, that, that's a case of a, of a take on things that seems to have been quite successful. Obviously, the, you know, the brown coats, the, uh, the people who played Firefly because it's Firefly, um, would be less happy about it because, well, it's not Firefly, it's Mad Max. Mm-hmm. But, um,
0: but now you get the people that will play it because it's Mad Max that'll come and play it because it's Mad Max, you know? Fair enough. Is there a Furiosa in it?
1: Uh, I think you basically get to be Furiosa.
0: Ugh, the best. <laughs> All right,
1: I think that'll do it for the Snakes cast for 2017. It's been an interesting year. The new format, you know, changes in, you know, the technical side and stuff. Finally having a regular co-host to be with. Thanks. Oh, God. I, I feel really, really happy that, that it's not just me anymore.
0: It's nice to have friends it no? is
1: and it's particularly nice to have you Aww,
0: so, thanks. thanks emily it's happy to be here
1: and thanks to all of our co-hosts who've been here the whole year it's and all been... of
0: our listeners and everyone that sends us emails even though we don't always respond to them
1: yeah we're sorry about that but seriously it, f- it feels great to hear from you guys thank you
0: oh it's the best the snakes cast is produced by dax audio and music is provided by Ben Sound.
1: we're gonna have a week off And uh, come back in 2018 with the same format, new topics, new guests. We hope you'll be there with us. Uh, Obviously, the opinions expressed on the Snake's cast are our own and nobody else's. Hope you got all the games you were looking for over the holidays.
0: See you next year. Bye, everyone.